And I think Paul's view is, as you say, that that's not something we can accomplish by ourselves. Welcome to Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. I'm Helena Martin. So Lent is upon us. If you're hoping to take up a Lenten discipline that has anything to do with the Bible, I hope you'll check out YaleBibleStudy.org for resources. We have Bible study videos and study guides that cover specific books, like the Gospel of Mark, or themes, like Women in the Bible. Lots of great tools to deepen your engagement with biblical texts this Lent. And of course, this podcast is one of those tools as well. Every week, we let you listen in on a casual conversation between two of our Yale Divinity School faculty while they talk about one of the revised common lectionary readings that's appointed for the coming Sunday. This episode, we have Harold Attridge, Sterling Professor of Divinity, and John Hare, Noah Porter Professor of Philosophical Theology. They're discussing Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 13, which is appointed for the first Sunday in Lent. The text is read for you by student Misty Kiwak Jacobs. Romans chapter 10, verses 8b through 13. The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. John, good to be with you today to talk about uh, a, a really interesting text. And uh, this is uh, Romans 10, where Paul is talking about uh, confessing with the lips and being saved and the like. What do, you, what do you make of what's going on here? I think a big theme of this passage is justification by faith. And uh, this was a a major bone of contention at the uh, Reformation. And it continues to be that. So that uh, now um, there's a whole group of theologians uh, called the Radical Orthodox who want to say that this doctrine of justification by faith is dangerous if it's interpreted the way the Reformation did because it makes justification or salvation depend just on assent to some proposition. And it makes then Christ's righteousness, which we take on, merely external without any real change of the heart. And I think what's at issue here is is what's meant by faith. 
And my, my own view of Paul is that he doesn't mean just bare assent to some proposition. I think he means something much more like trust, which is an affair of the heart, calling upon the name of the Lord as Lord <laughs> requires that you have submitted yourself in obedience to some someone in authority over you. And that isn't merely assent to a proposition. It's a reorientation of your of your whole life. So I think we have to understand justification by faith as involving that real kind of change. Uh, I'd, I'd agree with you there on uh, on all that. Um, and uh, there are a couple of things uh, about the wording of this passage that I think are worth thinking about a little bit. Um, in uh, verse 10, uh, it says, For one believes with the heart, and so is made righteous. And uh, a simple construal of that verse uh, would tend to support the uh, it's just a proposition kind of thing. Whereas the Greek is really interesting. It's, if you believe in the heart, it's unto salvation or it's unto righteousness. Yes. So there's uh, envisioned here in Paul's language a process that begins with the orientation of the self to God that's a, an act of divine grace. But it doesn't end there. It continues, and it can, continues in the relationship that you have mentioned, the relationship of faith. So, one of the things that I like to think about when reading this passage is where Paul is in Romans. And at this point, he's in a, some, some ways celebrating in summary form a core part of his argument, that God has taken the initiative and made it possible to be in relationship to God by God's gracious action. And we can accept that possibility by confessing with our lips. We don't have to get circumcised. Uh, we join this community of faith, but then we grow in that faith, and at the end of that process is salvation. I think we're in agreement on this one, John. Yes, I think so too. And uh, uh, this righteousness uh, into which we are progressing, uh, that has to be understood very broadly an orientation of the whole life. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that, that, as I said before, requires a change of the heart. And I think Paul's view is, as you say, that that's not something we can accomplish by ourselves. <laughs> it's something that requires divine grace. Right. That, uh, we could spend uh, all afternoon talking about how Paul uses the language of justification and uh, uh, righteousness, and uh, he uses it in a very complex set of ways, doesn't he? Um, I mean, there are the passages that seem like it's Im something imputed, and then there's uh, the passages that talk about a, what you're talking about, the change of the heart, the change of the self. And so Paul is kind of flexible in his use of that language, and I think some of the theological debates that have occurred uh, over the course of Christian history have arisen because people focus on one or another of the nuances of Paul's use of this complex language. Yes, at, at, at the Reformation, the, the dispute was between those who emphasized imputed and those who emphasized imparted, <laughs> imputed and imparted. And what you're saying, I agree with this, is we can't separate those two. 
Yes, definitely Paul has it in mind that um, the life of faith is not a single act completed in a confessional moment. It's an ongoing relationship of being in Christ and growing in that uh, relationship. Thanks for listening. Remember to check out YaleBibleStudy.org for more Bible study resources this Lent. And make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. We'll keep you thinking throughout Lent, including and especially during Holy Week. Chapter, Verse, and Season is produced by Joel Baden, Kelly Morrissey, and me, Elena Martin. Production help by Chriselle Bryce, and our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. Thanks to the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School, and thank you to Professors Attridge and Hare for being with us this week. We'll be back with another conversation from Chapter, Verse, and Season. Season.